You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. Hello, my name is Angie, and I am in the studio today with Mr. Mark Bird with Revive Ohio. Hello. Hey, Angie. We are digging in to God Box, week two. I'm really excited about this week. This week, we're talking about the things that we put in the God Box. Last week, we talked about we create the box, we put God in a box. Now, what do we put in the God Box? You got some scripture to share with us? I do, Angie, and for introductory purposes today, I want to introduce this box. We got to call this box something. We got to put a name on it. Okay. Okay. And so I have this little clever uh, saying about this box, and it's the SFGTD box. (laughs) That doesn't seem very easy to throw out there, but go ahead. Yeah, try saying that three times fast. It is the something for God to do box. Ooh, okay. Something I guess you for could God call it like a honey do box for God, right? Or a Gotti do. Yeah, yeah, Daddy do, right? Daddy do, Daddy box. do. How's that? <laughs> right, but here's what happens: we have these requests that come up to us, things that we can't handle, or we recognize that uh, we need God's help on, and so we put them in a box and we say, "Lord, hey, we need your help on this." Yeah. And it's usually in a crisis mode. Unfortunately, we we a lot of times come to God in a crisis mode. But that's another conversation, I'm sure. Yeah, and it's usually when we can't fix it ourselves. Right? We've already tried. That's the whole point, right? <laughs> okay, well, I can't get this done in my timing, so I need to put it in God's box. Or my effort, or in all the prayer that I do, right? It's got to go to God. Right. We've got Okay, we got to give it to Him. So what we want to look at today is... What is God able to do? What is God capable of doing? So part of this, Angie, is the introduction of what happens when we put something in God's box to do, and he doesn't seem to do it as quickly as we need him to. Oh, and our timing? Oh, yeah. We wouldn't do that, would we? (laughs) Right. I do it all the time. Yeah. So we have to remind ourselves what God is capable of doing. That's what we have to remind ourselves to do because we want to open the lid and grab it back many cases, right? Mm, Yes. So we're going to start today in Jeremiah 32. Uh, We're going to read verses 17 and 18. Jeremiah writes, Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arms. And here we go. There is nothing too hard for you or nothing too difficult for you, Lord. You show loving kindness to thousands and repay the iniquity of the fathers into the bosom of their children after them. The great, the mighty God, whose name is the Lord of hosts. Mm. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves how big God is. Yeah, and and we often create in our mind a human who's only capable of so much. Right. We try to bring him. I love that song from from Natalie Grant, King of the World, because she says, I try to put you in the box that I've designed, and I try to bring you down to my level. Wow. Holy cow. Now, I know we can't get to his level, because that is just beyond our capability of thinking. Yeah. But we need to stop bringing him down to our level because then we're minimizing him to the smallest, most fragile person on the earth, right? So it's, yeah. He, he's not that. And many times we make him really small in our eyes. Yeah, absolutely. 
And so it reminds me of Isaiah writing, his ways are higher than our ways, much, Mm. much higher than our ways. And so when we put him into a finite box, we're really minimizing what God's capable of doing. And that really causes us to try to reach back into the box. But it says right here in Jeremiah 32, verse 17, it says, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Now, that's something we can't do. That's so for sure. he's obviously way bigger than us. Yeah. And I'm reminded what Jesus himself told us many times in the New Testament. For example, Luke 18, 27, Jesus replied, what is impossible with man is possible with God. And of course, in Matthew 19, 26, he basically said the same thing. Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Mm. So it's those things that we need to remind ourselves when we give them to God, when we put them in God's box to do, we have to let them alone and we have to trust in him, right? Can you give us a real example of when you've put something in the box and then you've taken it back out? Yeah. Remember when we talked about the reason we put it in the box in the first place? Because we just couldn't do it ourselves. So exactly. You, t- you took a long time trying to fix it yourself. Right. And so what we're doing is like, okay, God, listen, uh, you must be too busy or you must be on vacation or you must be asleep. So you know what? I'll take that back because <laughs> I need this done now. Oh, right. Oh, and how oh. absurd is that? Now, I couldn't do it before but I'm going to take it back and do it now. And it's Mm. absurd, right? And it's because we make God too small in our eyes. We say, you must not be interested, God. Or you don't care enough about my problems. That's it. And that's kind of a slap in our dad's face, right? Daddy's face, Abba Father. And so what we do is we go, "Mm, you know what? I think I've got a better solution or I know how to address this now. Wow. We we really think a lot of ourselves, don't we? (laughs) Yeah, really way too much. And so the point of this today, I think we just have to remind ourselves of how big God is. He created the heavens and the earth by his mighty power, his outstretched arm. And we also have to say, you know, God can fix anything. He can do anything anything. But do we trust him enough to do it? And that's the thing. Like we say, we trust him. We Mm. put something in the box and then it takes too long. And then we start wavering. And then it's like, do I really trust him enough to leave it in the box? Like, how do we leave the lid closed? Do we have to tape it down or put a brick on it or what? Right. And I'm reminded of Hebrews eleven six. without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so you have to trust him by faith. If you want to please God, then we have to trust him and rely on him. And so when we're taking it back into our own strength, I think sometimes God might say, good luck with that, right? Yeah, go ahead, honey. I'll, yeah. I'll be right here when you get done exactly beating right. your head against the yeah. wall. And so I think the, the encouragement today is the fact that if we give it to God, let it be. Just let it be. Let him handle it. Because the other thing, Angie, is we have preconceived ideas of how God is going to handle that mm, situation. That's right. See, that's the danger. Well, listen, Lord, I have this issue, and this is how I need you to fix it. Oh, yeah. And his ways are much higher than our ways. So he sees the whole entire picture, 
right? He knows exactly what we need when we need it. And his answer may look differently than what we preconceived thought about that before. And, you know, I remember hearing Chip Ingram say one time, the measure of our faith is how much we trust God and believe that he is completely for us and not against us. Yeah. What you just said is so poignant in in the way that we believe. Can we really trust? Can we trust enough to say, okay, God, I don't know how this is going to turn out. Right. I don't know if you're going to do it my way or your way, but I trust you anyway. That is the hard part. Is But we have to completely relinquish our thoughts about how the outcome should be. And then we can just watch God move. I think he moves a lot better when we don't put restrictions on him. Amen. Amen. If we're open to letting him handle it. And so it just reminds me again of the the last part of Hebrews 11.6. It says, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. I think that's, uh, it's key for us to walk out our faith, to earnestly trust him and know that he will reward us with the answer, even if it's not the answer that we thought would be the best one. But if we don't have those high expectations, then we can't be disappointed. <laughs> Real good. trust yeah, that's is true. when we don't put expectations on God. Well, that's true faith, isn't it? Absolutely. It's difficult to do, but you got to work on it. Yeah. But I know that in my life personally, when I have just said, okay, I don't know what the outcome is going to be that I'm giving it to you. Right. That you just wash your hands of the whole thing and really watching God work after that. Then I realized his way is better than my way, even though it wasn't a way that I had thought it should be done. Right. And so, Angie, I think to wrap this up, one more scripture I'd love to go to and read is out of Matthew 17, 20. And it says, Jesus talking, he replied, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. So once again, Jesus is saying, listen, get those impossibility mindset, get rid of that Mm. impossibility mindset, because God is able to create the heavens and the earth. He's able to take care of our situation. So it's okay to put things in the God, not in the God box, because we talked about being the God box being what we structure God as, but it's okay to give those things over to God, but we have to give over our expectations and our thoughts on it as well. Let me ask you this. Yep. Is it okay then to do a honeydew list, so to speak? Is it okay to write down the things that we're asking God for? I always love this, Angie, because I always use the analogy with my children. So do my children write out Christmas lists for me every year? I'm assuming they do. You see what I'm saying? And listen, not that they're going to get all of the things on their Christmas list, but what about the joy that it actually brings Mm. when they make this Christmas list and they say, Daddy... Ah, uh, this is what I this is what I want for Christmas. And how precious is that because they're bringing that list to say I trust you. I trust you, Daddy, because you're my provider. Mm. And that's why so I think about it in that manner. Angie, are we able to say, "Lord, I know you're my provider." 
And so here's what I'm asking, because again, I'm, I'm going to Matthew seven, ask, seek and knock mm-hmm. right to that kind of principle. I think it's perfectly fine to bring those. So what it does for me is it reminds me of what I've already given up to God. Mm, that's good. <laughs> I need to be reminded that I gave that up Amen. so I can look at my list and go, oh yeah, I'm not supposed to be handling that. Right. And also how about praising God when he does answer? You can mark, mark that right off your list. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I do too. It's uh, it's the things that I want God to take care of, and sometimes we need maybe need a sticky note on the outside of the box, right? It <laughs> don't says, touch this. <laughs> yeah, don't touch this. God's handling it. Yeah, uh, whatever it needs to remind us. So this I is, think it's good. Yeah, it's a great conversation, and all of us are guilty of putting things in the box and trying to take it back out. So I love this conversation about the God box. Last week it was about how we form a box called God, and we should not do that. And this week we're talking about when we give things over to God, we really do need to release them and its expectations. And it's a great conversation that you should probably continue with your friends because I just think this is so rich. And even though we are limited on time, this is something that that you can learn and grow in for a very long time. I do believe that. So that is it for our teaching portion. We're going to move over to our testimony now. With me is a very special friend of mine and my wife's, uh, Tracy Hostetler. And Tracy, I'm so blessed that you were able to get on with us today. Thank you. Oh, thank you for asking. It's a privilege. And so today we have a super fun topic that we're talking about today with uh, something that we do. We don't always like to admit things that we do, but we actually find ourselves doing as I know that I do. I do this a lot. I have some things that I can't figure out. And so I go, well, maybe I should let God in on this. You know, maybe I should ask him for his help. And then I put him in the SFGTD box, Tracy. (laughs) That's the something for God to do box. And then what do I do? Ah. Yeah, I sneak over and I get my hand back in that cookie jar, right? And I'm like, hey, God, you know, remember that thing I gave you like 20 seconds ago? Like, I haven't seen anything happen yet. And so I go back there and I put my hand back in there. And I don't know why we do that, Tracy. I know you don't. So maybe this is a a tough topic, (laughs) right? But for today, I'm just thinking, have you ever experienced that, Tracy? Oh, never, never, never. That's funny. As you're describing it, I'm a baker. So I'm looking at, you know, you you put the dough in the bread machine. Yeah. And would you try to get that out before it was done? And if you did, what would it look like in your hand? Ooh, that's a great, <laughs> that's a great analogy, right? It's not something that you would like to chew on, right? No. And so what happens, Tracy, in your opinion, I know you've never done this, but what would happen in your opinion if you gave God something to do and he didn't get it done quick enough for you? Well, you have two choices. You either continue to give it to him and patiently wait, which we are all so good at, you know, I know we are, or you take it back out of the box and you make a bigger mess out of it, and you have to shove all that big mess back into the box again, and he has more work to do. Ooh. And what about this, Tracy? This is part of what we've been talking about with this. The perspective of, God, I know you can do anything, but you just don't seem to be paying close enough attention to this thing that I ask you to do. And, you know, the perspective changes that his ways are higher than our ways, right? And so... God, you know, um, 
you're not really either interested or capable of handling this for me. And we don't necessarily say that, but sometimes we do think it. Right. Or or sometimes we think, well, he's just too busy. Ooh. I'll take care of it myself. Yeah. Would we do that, Tracy? Yeah, yeah we would. We would. Okay, so I'm going to interject here because I may have just a little bit of a different perspective because of my, I'm learning about the Enneagram, so I'm understanding myself a little bit more. (laughs) But, But in my world, I had a lot of growing up where I had to prove myself. And so I, first of all, don't think that it's not so much that God can't handle it. It's just that he won't. He won't want to handle it for me because I'm really not good enough. I'm not a good enough kid mm. that he would want to do this for me. And also, I, I may not want to give it to him because there's other people in the world who have bigger problems. And so who am I? Right. What comes to your mind when you hear about that? Like, mm, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not God's favorite. Oh, that's, that's probably been a lifelong struggle of mine, never being good enough. Mm. You know, you got to work for everything you get. And if you didn't do it, if you didn't hit that goal, if you didn't hit the mark, then what did I do wrong? Yeah, so it's kind of like based upon our performance, right? So if we put something in God's box for him to handle and then we don't perform good enough, then he's probably not going to help us with that. Would you say that's kind of accurate what we do? that, that, that tend to, tends to be our human perspective in a lot of cases, yes. Yeah, and I think that's really what we're kind of getting at, alluding to, is the fact that Jesus himself said, with God, all things are possible. But it's the mind shift and the perspective change where God says, hmm, you have to trust me in this because I can do anything. But then it's that, I guess, unworthiness that we have. Yeah, and, you know, I always think of God as a man. If if I was to give my troubles to you, Mark, I would be pretty secure in knowing that you probably wouldn't be able to handle them past a certain point. And I really need a miracle. And you're not in the miracle business, Mark, even though you serve a big God who is. I'm just saying you personally. So sometimes we relate God to a man, and that's where we put him into a box again. We're putting him into this little box that you're only this big. And we toss our problems in there with him, and, and we don't expect them to ever be answered. None of those things are going to get answered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I think you have to come to the point where I know I have in my life is I got this situation. I've tried to give it to God. Um, I don't see much happening. So how about I go and try try a little bit, and you go and you, you mess it up a little bit, and you have to come back. And I think... What I've learned in my life over time and maturity and in the spiritual realm of maturity is, gosh, just just giving time because the, I, I have no control. I mean, I've had some family issues there. You're, you're afraid to do one thing. You're afraid to do another. You just keep praying about it. You keep praying about it. You give it to God. You give it to God. You don't see much happening. Mm. But then there comes a point where, wow, I have no control, absolutely no control over this situation. And I think that's, that's in my life when I've come to that realization that I have to 100% relinquish this to God. And I have to sit back and wait. 
Uh, waiting is the hardest, the hardest part. thing to do. <laughs> right. That's the, <laughs> that is the hardest part. Tracy, back when Mark and I were doing the teaching portion of this lesson, one of the things that we talked about was expectations. So what can we do with our expectations when we give God something? I think the expectation is he will do what is best. Mm. Not what we want, not maybe not what we like, but he will do what is best. So you're saying when we ask our Father to help us with something, Tracy, the answer that he brings us may not look like what we wanted. Right. <laughs> right. Sometimes, sometimes we want the fairy tale ending. You know, we want the Cinderella shoes to fit, and we want the, the, the knight in shining armor to come and save us. But, you know, that's not necessarily the best thing for us. That's really good. <laughs> that is the just the true blunt uh, reality of what it is. But if we trust our Father and say, Daddy, you know, here's our situation, and He may fix it for us in ways that we couldn't imagine. He may use people in ways that we never imagined. He may answer us in ways that are best for us, but not necessarily do we realize that. Absolutely. And it always brings a smile to my face, too, when you realize, oh, he did that. He did that better and in a way different way than I ever anticipated. Yeah, and when he does, it truly brings joy. And then I don't know, you probably never have done this, Tracy, but I find myself a lot and I'll go, why? Why didn't I trust you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's where that maturity comes in. you got to <laughs> fall down a few times. <laughs> Yeah, and so the whole thing that we're really getting at today for for those of you that are listening today and this this box that we've reserved, you know, I'm done. I'm to the end of my rope. I can't handle it anymore. I've got to give it to God. After all, I probably should have in the first place, but I didn't. And now, God, now that it's a complete wreck, here it's yours. And so then letting go of that and allowing him to do what he does and what he does best. And his ways are way higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Yeah. What does it look like, Tracy, to rest while our things are in God's box? Hmm. Some days rest comes easier than others, but I think... Um, the rest that we find is just remaining close to Him. You know, you stay in His Word, you you stay in active conversation with Him, you stay in the the attitude of worship, you you sing out loud while you're cleaning or driving in the car, you know, and that's just the way to stay connected to Him and pull away from the things of the world and connect into God. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, Tracy, as we've talked about this a lot of times and these types of things, we have to encourage one another in this. I think that's a really important part of uh, this whole process of learning and growing. And as you mentioned, maturing. And part of that is having each other to remind each other and bounce these things off of and oh. say, hey, God is able. He has promised us that he is well yeah. able to take control of our lives. You're right. That is one of the most important parts. And I guess that just goes through my mind is just, just being with people in that, you know, you, you surround yourself with the ones that you can say, well, that just stinks. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And you know what? And God knows it. 
God knows it and being reminded of that. Well, Tracy, I'm so blessed that you were able to join us today on the program. Uh, You're such a dear friend to me and my wife. And I tell you, it's great to have you on here for sharing your own perspective on this. And I really appreciate your time today, Tracy. Oh, I, I appreciate you thinking of me. This is Mark Bird. You've been listening to Time to Revive on Shine FM. Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at shinefmohio.com. We're community-supported Shine FM.